You're listening to ASD Warrior, a podcast about the journey of getting your PhD in your child on the spectrum. With over a decade of success and challenges, it's time to share and support all of you ASD Warriors. Hosted by your always passionate and wildly intense ASD Warrior teacher, child advocate, and mom, Kathy Galbraith Willoughby. On this ASD Warrior, we're going to be talking about creating that ideal communication plan for the year. How do we get the ideal relationship with your ASD team, therapists, teachers, administration? How do we make them feel like they're really a part of this team and and really giving them the sense of how much impact they can make so we can make this year great? Don't want to miss. I think this is one of the most critical things as we move forward with our kids and we have them in the system, the education system, um, how we move through that, how we get the most opportunities for success for our kids. And it's really such an effort on our part as parents, but so important to make sure that in those moments in time when teachers and therapists and administrators are in their world, that they realize how much of an impact they can make. And so I think it's critical as we kind of end the year and we surmise what was successful, we look at next year, we look at the strategy of what grade, academics, how do they fit in, you know, what's the best opportunity for our kids that we talk about how we want to start next year, who's going to be involved, who's going to be the teachers, who's going to sit in, step in, all of that consideration and thoughtfulness as we end the year looking at the new year and the strategy that we can put in place. And I'd say that that has always been my goal, that once I really thought about, you know, how important that is to not take such a hit on the front end of every year, which I did for so many years because it took so long sometimes for them to figure out who he was, um, how he learned, even though we wrote down his strengths and weaknesses, all those things in every IEP, you know, they're still words. They're not real life. Um, And it is sometimes harder for a teacher and speech teachers and OT and PT and all the beautiful supports we have out there to really get to know them well enough to be effective in leading and guiding in that way. So I always thought, gosh, you know, I talk about it. Everybody at the table's like, yeah, that sounds so good. Let's get a communication plan started. Let's figure out what that looks like and how we want to start the year more powerful. And it just never happened. And so I I sit here too thinking that if if there's a way that we can do something, if we can create a form, if we can create a strategy, if it's a section in your binders, you know, however you manage this journey with your kids. Um, how do we do that? But I think it really does start with making sure that you have every bit of information that you can at the end of the year um, and figuring out what you need. You know, so first things first is how often do you think you need to communicate with the teachers and the therapists and all those people involved? So I remember back when Nathan, um, you know, first got introduced into the school system, he was, you know, two and a half, well, he was three, basically, because we had him diagnosed at two and a half, and started going to school for a program to get, you know, the kids that are delayed, and and it's kind of like a little pre-K, kindergarten kind of an environment, obviously, um, working with their individual education plans. And one of the things that was so critical was they had like a communication log 
Um, and I thought that was great. It was like a daily thing. What happened? What did they do? You could see it. Sometimes they'd make a copy of it and put it in his backpack. That's kind of how usually at the beginning of the year started. Let's be honest. We always start off the year a little bit stronger than we do finishing. I think the finishing was um, post-it notes and different things. But nonetheless, it's really about the information and the communication. And so really trying to get an idea of how, how when you first start this journey with your kids in that education platform that you understand how important that communication is. And one of the things that I'll reference is I, you know, my daughter who um, I'm going to be having on one of these podcasts soon when our schedules will collide um, is, you know, she was a paraprofessional for five years. And one of the things that was really frustrating to her was the lack of communication she could have from a legal perspective with the parents, which I, I really feel like that's such a loss. You know, I don't know if there's a communication log that they can write things on there and then the teacher can approve them. You know, if there's some sort of um, reason behind that, I'm sure there is, and I'm just not aware. But one of the things that she felt really strongly about was, you know, letting parents know what was going on for that day, you know, and, and also being in on the loop on what was going on in their world at home, because it's so hard, you know, the struggle sometimes of each and every day of just family life and stress and grief and all the different things that come in and out of our lives, you know, just by having a family and, and all of those wonderful things that the paraprofessionals need to, to know what was going on, or at least the teacher and they could convey so that maybe there was a little bit better understanding. But also, you know, really good information can be gained from stressful, different situations. You know, we're always trying to learn those boundaries and those edges and and how sometimes our kids can get spun and kind of go in their head more and regress. And, you know, those, that's always that kind of game that happens with um, progression, I think, overall is a certain amount of regression and, um, and kind of disconnection that happens as they navigate the growth. And so that's really important when you're looking at the younger kids, you know, and as they get into to kindergarten and they start going into more of the regular type school environment, you know, not only is behavior and certain situations in a communication log just as important as it is just the academia, you know, what is supposed to be accomplished this year. And I, and I will say that one of the things that I figured out, and not to digress, but I think it coincides with this on a communication perspective, is really understanding what are the standards and how do we achieve them? Because it's not always the route that we take to achieve certain standards, but it's reaching it. And that's really where that PhD in your child comes into play and that we can get there different ways. And if it's understanding and knowledge that we're seeking, how do we get them to learn? Um, and so that part of it, in the, especially in the younger years, is really important to have that communication log and that you're communicating and everybody that's involved, even yard duty, you know, that so many people have so much information to kind of help us really get that glimpse. And we're the ones that are going to put it all together, right? That's why it's so important, the communication log, in that you're letting them know sometimes when things are different or crazy or wonderful at home, so that then the teachers can use that. And then you're getting their information. And really, your job is then to put it all together, right? And kind of try to figure it out, talking to therapists and different professionals as well, so that you can bounce ideas off of and really get a better picture of your child. So it's, Creating that, right? It really sitting down and figuring out what does that look like in the beginning of the year? Can I have notes? 
Is it a binder that you put in there? Is it something that, you know, they sign off on, you sign off on, you fill out and it's work. And again, I was always really good for the first two or three months when we had something and then I kind of slacked off too. So we all have to kind of give ourselves a regrouping, you know, and really commit to the effort (laughs) of the whole year and making sure that we really stick to it because there's so much that can be learned from little things. And You know, these are how some of the times that I found out like certain targeting was starting with Nathan and um, some of the bullying things that started to happen very, very young, even before kids really even know what it is, but they're doing it because of him overreacting and they like the reaction. It's like, you know, it's like a wind up doll. Sometimes I think they poke, 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 and then it screams and not that they're trying to be mean. I don't think that kids have a mean bone in their body. I think sometimes the parents mess that up, but that's a story for another day. Um, but I think that, you know, you have to be aware of those things and that all comes with that communication log. Some of the things too, that's really important as you put that together and get buy-in is really making sure that the people that are all contributing to that know how important it is. Um, it's not just a way for you to check in or check out, but it's a way to really keep that creative, strategic process going. How are we getting there? What are we needing to achieve? What are those overall goals and strategies? Where does he need to be or she need to be at the end of the year? And how do we get there? And not only do we sometimes forget how important, you know, that is to communicate, but we're also teaching ourselves and we're teaching the teachers and administrators and therapists new things. As we more and more communicate about what's happening and what things work and what things don't work, it hopefully can give those professionals, the insights that they need to help other kids, right? So then how do you, once you get this communication plan going, how, how do you get everybody involved, right? And, and this is where I think the part as a parent and the leader of this comes into play. You know, once you find out who's on that team, it's really, really important that you treat them like the team. Like, oh my gosh, we're so fortunate. We're doing this. This is our overall goal. And even not just looking at IEP goals, but this is what we're hoping to attain this year, behaviorally, academically, socially. Okay. There's like the, the trifecta, right? And, and how they play a part in all of that. And it's not just in class, but it's in the hallways. It's out on the playground. It's in the lunchroom. You know, how do we get that team always looking and seeking opportunities to see and figure things out? communicate back so that we get all better about that. So I thought, you know, the best way I think to do that is to send out, you know, an email, right? Email's best. I mean, phone, we we just get bombarded. And these poor teachers and therapists and administrators, it's like all over the top, but really even going to the administration level and looking at the secretary to the principal, looking at the administration, um, you know, the nurse, uh, I mean, again, really, whoosh, let's go out. Let's really get them involved give a little synopsis of here's where your child's at. This is what we're looking forward to in third grade. We're excited about that. We're going to learn about this in history. We're thinking, wow, this is really going to take our ability in math over the top. Excited about this. Thanks for being on his team. Here's how I want to play as a parent to support you and also to learn so much and and give so much to him as we can for this year. Yay, Team Nathan, right? Something to that effect, really taking the time to kind of sum up your excitement, who he is, what we're supposed to accomplish. We're looking at behavior. We're looking at academia. We're looking at social. How do all those things intertwine? And, and what does that success look like, right? That's really, really important. And, and sometimes that takes us spending some time with some of the teachers, the therapists, and, and, and really going, okay, so 
Tell me what success looks like in your classroom. Because again, we talked about in previous podcasts, front-loading is so important. Giving your child a picture. Oh my gosh, you're going into third grade. You know, when history comes up, it's going to all be about, we're going to be watching stuff on, you know, the overhead and you're going to be reading in your history book. We're going to go on YouTube and we're going to find out who these people are and how they affected people's lives and why they are so important. And why are we talking about them before you even go to class? Oh, and math, this is going to be so cool. We're going to learn multiplication this year and we're going to practice and we're going to learn all of them. We're going to have fun. Front-loading your child, knowing that they're going to talk about this emperor in the next history class over the weekend, find something on YouTube find a cartoon, find whatever platform is useful. There's so much out there. Oh my gosh. I am so blessed sometimes when I can find something that is just like, Oh, that was it. That just filled my little gap. Right. So that they can go to class and feel confident and they know what's being talked about. You know, asking your teachers to give them a post-it note, even though they've been front-loaded on the topic, giving them a post-it note, make sure you check off for me to help me to make sure I'm teaching right. When I say these things, they become hyper-focused in class. But that's all kind of that conversation, the communication and what's working, what's going to work for him. And I can't tell you how many times when I've had those conversations with teachers, how they just light up like, oh my gosh, I never thought about that. I'm like, I know, let's try it. Right? Like, let's do something different. And that all comes with the communication and really trying to make sure that we got everybody on, on point. So to sum up where we're at so far, creating a, a communication plan, getting the information beforehand, probably sending this email out maybe a month before or two weeks before, asking for a meeting for the teacher to, to teachers, therapist administration to meet Nathan and how important that is. Let's take pictures of them. So that we can kind of front load that and remind him, oh, yeah, remember that's your math teacher and you have math from 12 to 1.30. Um, whatever that situation schedule looks like for your child. Oh, this is your special ed teacher. You're going to be in this class for um, math and reading. And then you're going to go and go into the main class and you're going to sit next to probably two or three people. And this is your teacher. You, again, Let's be creative and pictures. If you can, I mean, not of kids, of course, because we can't do that, but of the teachers taking pictures of the teachers. Oh, you're going to know you're in the right place when you see this one and letting the teacher know you're doing that, right? Because you're taking their picture. They become so invested in part of this journey, right? And how important it is and how fun it is. And you're making it fun and you're making it all about working together, right? And having fun and, and it not being a chore, but being a gift. And that I'm going to learn, you're going to learn, and your child's going to learn. And it's all just going to be, again, that perfect little trifecta that happens when we're all giving for the right intention with the right impact and the right goals, right? Then when we send out that email, getting everybody's buy-in, communicating, figure out based on if it's working, if it's not working, if we need to have quarterly meetings, monthly meetings. Sometimes in the beginning, monthly meetings are really important for everybody just to get together and go, hey, can we just talk before school? I just want a 15 minute. How are things going? What are you noticing? What more can we do? You know, on our end as parents, how much more can I front load? Is it the academics? Are we on track to meeting core standards? Um, is it the path of learning or is it the is it his his or her ability to learn? Really breaking it down so that we're not, you know, going on Christmas break going, well, things aren't working, but we'll readdress them in January. No, I've lost half the year. 
And that happened to me so many times. Right. And, and I know it's hard. I was working full time, you know, and had a very demanding job. And, you know, it's that's why it's so important that we set things these up for success in the beginning and we get everybody involved because we all aren't going to be 100 percent all the time. Right. But if one person is at one moment, it kind of keeps the rest of us on track. And so it's an accountability team and a goal setting and, and, and hope for an impact team. Right. And everybody needs to know their part in that process. So treating them as members is critical. Over communicating is is your goal. I don't know that it's ever sometimes achievable, but we really want to let successes know that are happening in different classes and why and how we can all keep that going. So I'll give you an example of one of the successes that we had. It was just it was such a beautiful thing when we had this team together. And and it was really people that were outside my reachability on the team. So I had you know, the right people in the right seat, the right commitment, you know, it started with the IEP. And this year, it was really the only new person on the team was the actual teacher. She was very invested in the process and got on board very quickly. And so we knew from the beginning that we were going to have a successful year because the communication commitment was there. And we were doing it on a consistent basis. Uh, The teachers were all, you know, meeting to discuss strategies too, letting me know what what the outcomes were, you know, obviously time permitting, we couldn't always be together all the time. But the administrator, um, Heidi Little, who has been on the show before um, the podcast and um, is an active member of the ASD community and a part of our consulting team, she was the person that really got things coordinated. She got everybody in the office, in the administrative office, the the admins, the executive admins, the office people, they all knew who Nathan was. Um, And he would come down and do like a drop off on Friday when, you know, it was, he was done. (laughs) The week was done and he was just like spent. And they would do this fun peanut butter and jelly dance and it got all of them ready for the weekend. They all laughed. They all got up out of their desks and they danced with him. And it was just one of the most wonderful things. But she also noticed too, that Nathan was struggling socially. Um on recess. And, you know, that, that free play thing, whoosh, difficult, right? Um, you have endless openings of, you know, outdoors, you've got different kids, people he doesn't know, you know, he loved playing tag. Unfortunately, they always made him it and that frustrated him. And so he got in trouble a couple times and we're really trying to work on him not losing his temper and that whole kind of frustration level just going out of whack. Well, she decided that she was going to get this yard duty involved and she was just the most pleasant, wonderful person and she would watch him. So she was kind of on him when he was on recess and she would make sure, you know, that he was doing okay, that the kids weren't always making him it, that, you know, he was also playing with the right kids um, because, you know, some are catalysts and some are supporters and you really have to get an understanding of that very quickly with your kids um, as you're trying to build connections, but good ones um, with other children. And um, she would watch him. And I didn't even know she was on our team, so to speak, Team Nathan, right? Until I got an email from her at work. And what she was talking about was this wonderful situation where a couple of the boys knew he was struggling because people wanted to play tag and they weren't the right kids. They were the catalyst kids. And so the yard duty got involved and said, hey, why don't you go play with Lucas and Tyler over here? They're playing this game. And Lucas and Tyler were definitely support kids. They were just wonderful boys that kind of knew that Nathan sometimes needed a little bit more guidance and they really wanted to help um, and they liked him. 
And so they took him over and they taught him this new Foursquare game and he was having the best time. And she's like, you know, I just wanted to let you know that he almost got upset. I talked to him a little bit. He cried a little bit because he gets frustrated with himself when he gets to that point. And I redirected and he really had a great time with Lucas and Tyler. And I was, you know, of course, reading this and, you know, how we emotionally go to like, you know, 10 and I'm like tearing up at work and I'm just like, oh, my God, thank God for women, people like that, that come into our lives. And, you know, now I'm just like, wow, you know, we just recruited and we have somebody like the most valuable player on Team Nathan this week. Right. I'm super excited. But it also gave me something to then talk to Nathan about. And, um, so took that information home and I said, Hey, you know, how did recess go today? And he told me everything, you know, well, I started playing with this kid and, and he started to kind of get me upset and I got frustrated. Um, I didn't overreact. Um, but I, you know, the yard duty came over and talked to me and then Tyler and Lucas took me over and we started playing this game of Foursquare, which I think mom, you would really like. And I'm like, wow, it sounds really fun. You know, and so then he got that full circle moment of, you know, acknowledging that he got frustrated that because he was playing with these other kids. He had a moment of connection and socialization. It was led by the yard duty, who is now our MVP on the Nathan team. And this was all communicated to me. And then we communicated it back out to the team. And you talk about how important that is to set those plans up those communication plans, but it's really about the relationships and how everybody feels important and that she felt so compelled to send me an email, right? Because she's committed and she's a part of this journey with him and he will always remember her because she was there for him. She took him aside. She talked about strategies and like, let's do this and redirected him. And then she always kept her eye on him. And it just made me feel better, right, at work, because we have to work. We have to keep food on the table. We have to do all these things for our family that I had one more recruit on Team Nathan. And then now everybody knew about it. Everybody was communicating. Everybody knew who he was in the school because Heidi took it upon herself to make sure they all knew what kind of a, a kid he was so that when he was frustrated and things were maybe not going his way or he was overstimulated, they knew to get involved and they knew that it was okay. And they knew what kind of a kid he was, and they would take the time to make it better. But it all starts with you, right? It all starts with ending the year strong, seeing what you need to see, looking at goals, academic, social, behavior, and how and who needs to be involved, and how do we need to communicate out and get information to us so that we're all kind of at that same place at the same time so that we're making the biggest effect on our child. But it does start with you and extending the hand and not expecting, but being grateful and also realizing that with this intention and what you can learn is they learn too. And that's the one thing that I will say with people that I've reached out to and teachers that I've really connected with that have made a significant impact in Nathan's life is that they always say, thank you. Thank you for being that person at the IEP table when we were figuring goals out and, and questioning how we were going to get there and always being his big, biggest advocate, but more importantly, letting us be his advocate too and letting us know what we needed to be and what we needed to do to get him the most out of every situation and to keep him progressing in a way that is best for him, that gives him the most strength, that gives him the most opportunity. 
to be successful. And that's what it's about, right? It's, it's looking at the year before what you learned about your child. Getting that PhD in your child is so critical so that you can be the one that says, yeah, maybe not. Let's try this and see if it works. And getting people excited about it, not that you're disagreeing, but that you understand it and you support it and you can acknowledge what is good and where you need to go and what maybe is the best path to get there. And and by the way, I need your help. I need you to help me see when I'm not there so that if things change or we regress or something happens, that we're all on the same page and we know how to get there so that we make the biggest impact. Because I think sometimes we forget that teachers become teachers because they like to teach right? And wherever they're at on their path of teaching, I think they always know, or at least they should know, um, and maybe sometimes they forget, but you're always learning. And they can too. And if we can be on that same team and have that same success and feel that accomplishment together, we as a community get stronger. Because now, if you think about it, That teacher that you had for third grade now knows more going into next year for other kids. And maybe something that you said in a communication back and forth of a situation that was going on in school prompts him or her to say, you know what, maybe we should try this because it worked before. And isn't that why we all want to have a community of knowledge that we want to have an ASD village where we are all warriors at the table and not fighting to hurt something, but fighting to push something, an idea, a thought. It's not just something you learned in a psychology book when you go to school. It's not something that you just read online. Our kids are all different. So different that we can't plug and play. We can start with an idea and how it morphs into who they are is the journey in which we have to go through and identify, share that knowledge and teach other people that are going to teach and help other kids learn. It's toolbox time on ASD Warrior. So for your ASD toolbox, communication plan. We talked about in this podcast about how important it is to make sure people feel like they're on a team. And so I think the challenge would be sending it out to your team. What's the best way you like to communicate? How can we achieve what we want to achieve this year and make it consistent and accountable and successful? And so maybe you have some ideas that you put out there. I was thinking this, what do you think kind of a scenario, but getting the input of the team, you're not telling them this is what you want, but you're asking what would be best for all of us? What kind of gains can we get? What's the best way to communicate? Is it, you know, is it a Google drive? You know, is it, we all put our information in there at the end of the week. Is it a binder? I mean, be creative, right? Is it a video attachment? I'm going to, you know, set up a, an, a video and I'm going to send it to you at the end of the week. Whatever that may be, the creativity is, is important to share and to let your team be a part of that. And it's not just you saying, I want this filled out that, you know, that never works. Right. But if you start with the intention 
what the goal is, what we need to and want to achieve, and that you're so excited that these people are on the journey with you. And you're looking forward to the continued conversations, the sharing successes and the learning that comes from struggle. And how can we do that together so that we're all better in the end? And more importantly, we get our child on team Nathan to that next level. And that's a beautiful thing to think about, to see in your mind and put out there. And I'd love to hear what great things come of it. So good luck. And until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to ASD Warrior. For more information and resources, please connect with us at asdwarrior.com. Subscribe and become a member of the ASD Warrior Village. Together, we can do more.